a world with way too many podcasts comes Jeff Talion and this guy, the podcast to end all podcasts, with some pieced together recording equipment, a couple loosely informed topics, and a coin. These three friends set out to forever change the next hour of your life. Jap Talion and this guy is solely for entertainment purposes. Joseph Eric and Morgan are not professional researchers, investigators, or gynecologists. Not suitable for children. Hey, welcome to Jap Talion and this guy. I'm Morgan. I'm Joseph. Eric is still out. We, we have st- sad faces. You guys can't see that. <laughs> Eric, we hope you start feeling better soon. Yeah, and, man. Uh, and you can get back in the studio with us and start running the show because we're tired of doing it. We want you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do way better with the editing than we do. <laughs> uh, we, In all honesty, we hope you start feeling better and hurry your ass back in here. Yeah, man. We love um, you. So, uh, so this week, Joseph. Um, oh. Uh, tell them, tell the, tell the listeners what we do. Okay. Um, we just kind of catch up on our week and then we have previously researched topics and through random act, such as flipping a coin, which is almost always what we do. Mm -hmm. We determine who's going to do their topic. And then that person does the topic. The other person annoys them constantly or politely listens and ask questions when they find it interesting. <laughs> However, yeah, that's that's mostly it. That's what we do. Round chill up in here. Yeah, that's mostly it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what happened this week? You have anything totally fucking awesome you want to tell me about from your week or weekend? Dude, I wish I did. I wish something totally exciting happened this week. I started I ripped a HVAC return out of my house and started fixing the hole that was left. Nonstop thrill ride. Nice. You got up (laughs) under the house? No, fuck that shit. I just threw that thing under the house. (laughs) You just dropped it down? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking no. I I got one more, and then the HVAC is disconnected, and I can start removing the thing. Shit, man. But, you know, I poked my head in there because it was a big hole. I looked in there, and there's like... (laughs) There's a joke there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) And (laughs) there were a bunch of, like, wires and stuff just kind of laying on the ground and coming out with, like, no caps on them, which sometimes just means it's a dead wire. But in Mm. my experience, it sometimes also means there's a live wire just laying on the ground. (laughs) And my concern... Is when I start pulling the metal ductwork out from under the house, that I'm going to cut through one of these wires and just. Fuck. I don't fully understand how the process happens where you get electrocuted, but it doesn't stop, like the breaker doesn't trip. But supposedly that's a thing that happens sometimes. That is a thing that happens uh, because, and a lot of people don't realize this, but breakers are not designed to trip. Uh, just because they the electricity gets grounded, they're designed to trip from overcurrent. So if you have a twenty amp breaker and the current goes above twenty amps, 
on that line than the trips. breaker trips. Yeah. And that'll happen a lot of times when things get shorted, the amperage shoots up for a split second. And that's why when you short things out, it trips the breaker. Yeah. But sometimes it'll just fucking hold you and fucking fry your ass, especially up under a house. Why is it more so under a house than anywhere else in the house? Because you're on the ground. You're you're in the dirt under the house. Yeah. I've been hit under a house and grounded, and that was fucking almost 20 years ago. It was probably like 19 years ago when it yeah. happened. It was absolutely, to this day, the worst I've ever been hit was uh, underneath that house, kneeling down in the sand. And I could feel the electricity run through my entire body and come out my knees into the dirt. <laughs> I could feel it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, damn. I mean, I was like slobbering and fucking... Oh, is that is that because the ground of the earth is like a larger ground than just like a little copper wire? Is that why it works better? I mean, it's doing that because it's working well, right? Yeah. Electricity is always trying to get to ground. Okay. And that's just because you're in contact with the actual earth. Mm -hmm. That's the best route for it. Right. And a lot of times, like, like when I'm working on something, I'm standing up working on it, it and I get a ground, like on my pinky, and I'm also touching like on the same hand, like yeah. the grounds on my pinky, hot wires on my thumb or something, it'll just shoot through my hand. Yeah. But when you're kneeling down in the dirt, it's going through your whole body. Okay. And it's making a full connection to the ground. Okay. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, I've had it where. Ouch. It where it felt like it was going like from hand to hand, like across my chest. Yeah, you can feel that too, definitely. And like the next day, like my chest hurt and shit. That was really painful. Yeah, I've heard people say that, that like um, they'll have to, some people have had to go home after getting like hit. There's higher voltage in commercial buildings for lights, yeah. two, 277 volts. I've been hit by that yet. No? I'm waiting. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been hit by a neutral on a 277. Some people get hit by it and it pulls them off of their ladder into the ceiling grid. Cause you know, in a commercial building, every bit of metal inside the building is grounded. Yeah. So it pulls people off of their ladders and brings them towards the I beams. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking something to see. Um, and it is painful. That's pretty painful too. Um, damn. Yeah. So, so, but you didn't get electrocuted this weekend. No, no, it was just simple, you know, simple carpentry stuff I was doing. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah. You know, it was enjoyable and, you know, but I really wish I had something more exciting going on. I got some other things going on, but I'm not going to share them here because I'm not sharing them here. You're going to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play for the AFC oh, yeah. Championship tonight. I'm going to watch the championship game tonight, right? Yeah. That I'm ought excited. to be exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. You know, I would have been I was talking to talking to somebody online last night. I would have been okay with the Chiefs losing to the Browns in their last game. Uh-huh. Because the Browns have had like that long streak of doing poorly. In football, <laughs> what? you know, 
Like they've been on a long time losing streak. Yeah, like fucking forever. Yeah, and so yeah. this year they've been doing really well. Yeah, and uh, so I'd be cool with with a lose. I would have been cool with a lose to them because that's total underdog stuff, and I like underdog. <laughs> cool man, I like the, that. He had the shoe shine box, and he bite the coin. Are we talking about Wasn't the that cartoon underdog? character? Yeah, you remember underdog? Underdog, yeah. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, I remember Underdog. He's cool when I was a kid. I don't know if I'd, maybe I should give him a rewatch. Some old Hanna Barbera cartoons. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that weird panther, that like weird gay <laughs> panther who's always like, exit stage left or whatever. Exit stage left, even. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm old. <laughs> cool, man. I've been watching Scooby-Doo at the house. <laughs> I was watching, that's what I was watching today, the old Scooby-Doo episodes. Mm-hmm. The uh, first first set. You got anything to say about the characters today? You want to talk about the characters of Scooby-Doo? No, no. We get into that later. to say one time. <laughs> You gonna do? You gonna do a topic about the characters of Scooby Doo? Yes. Oh man, that'd be great. I'm Please, gonna, I'm gonna do wait, a topic of Scooby Doo. Wait you know? till Eric comes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, there's a lot of stuff on Scooby Doo. I didn't realize there's a lot. Scooby Doo's been a, going on for a long time. Yeah, man. Like, I thought it just kind of disappeared in the 70s, but apparently it went on into the 2000s. Yeah, I remember in the 80s, maybe, or 90s, they introduced his nephew, Scrappy. That little shit. That was a terrible idea. Was it? Sounds like you're a fan of Scrappy. I don't know. I mean, he added something to the show. I don't know if he fucking ruined it. He was maybe that was a little dramatic. Yeah. Did I say you ruined it? I don't know. You said something negative about Scrappy Doo being on. It was I, a terrible idea. I didn't like. I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't a fan of Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Okay. What, what do I know? I'm I'm cool with the Ghost Pirate. It's Ghost Pirate. <laughs> you know. Until they rip his mask off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Ronald Reagan or something. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. What did I do this weekend? Shit. I just uh. You know, the week was full of work-ish, kind of. Not really. Um, There was some work involved this past week. We did some work, right? A little bit. Uh, not much. Not, yeah. Uh, But this weekend, man, I was going to take the kids to a trampoline park, and um, I didn't tell them about it because I don't like to tell them we're going to do things just in case something comes up. Because then if we can't do it, they want to call me a liar. I do that, too, with my with my sons. I don't tell them we're doing something until I know it's going to be happening. Until we're like on the fucking way to do it. Right? I don't want to be that dad. Yeah, exactly. And that's what happens. So I didn't tell them we were going to go to a trampoline park. I told them we were going to go fucking grocery shopping, which they hate. And... Uh, <laughs> But we go, we go, we eat lunch and everything, and Brandy's with us, and um, and they were like, hey, can we go to a park? And I'm like, yeah, there's parks. Yeah, we can go to a park. So we went to, like, went to this park in Irmo. I never even knew was fucking there. Um, it, it's pretty cool. It's a really nice park. And then we went to a park over, uh, over in my old neighborhood in Rosewood, uh, the Owens Field Park. 
uh, you know, my kids love Owens Field. They added a bike area. I don't know if you've been there with us since then. Uh -uh. Um, I remember there's a skate park there. I thought that was really cool. There's the skate park and everything over here. Uh, When you pull in, it's immediately to the right when you pull in, which is where that big dirt pile was, where we went up, took the kids to walk. Oh, it's for like BMX and mountain bikes and stuff. So they turned it into like dirt ramps and stuff over there, and like fucking like it's. Oh man, I think it's cool as shit. I wish. I would have had shit like that when I was growing up. You yeah, know, we, we made to, our own. Yeah, we had to make our own shit. Like we went in the woods and built ramps out of fucking trees and sticks yeah. and stuff, man. Not even bullshit. Yeah, yeah, we would cut uh, paths through the woods for our bikes and for our feet. Right. And then um, <laughs> we would use them like when we do stuff that maybe we shouldn't have been getting involved in, and <laughs> the cops would chase us. We would run to the woods and hit those paths and they could never catch us. Yeah, right, because you, know? you knew where they were. And then we found out that kids from other neighborhoods were using the paths we made. Oh, shit. And so we started booby-trapping the paths. I think we did that shit, too. <laughs> we caught some kids out in the woods. Yeah. And we're like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we'd get like a board full of nails and buried in the dirt. Yeah. And then we'd be like, we'd know that when we got to this spot to veer right or left and go around it, you know? So you know what's something going on at the parks? You know what's something today going on at the parks that was never a thing when I was coming up? And we saw it yesterday at Owens Field and today at a park we went to before I dropped them off. What's that? Uh, fucking disc golf. You familiar with this Frisbee game? I've heard about it. I've seen the weird chain basket thing in the woods. Right, exactly. So we want to fucking walk the trails in the woods, but motherfuckers are zipping Frisbees by our heads. And I mean, they're like, hey, just letting you know, this Frisbee is going to come zooming by you. Just wanted to let you know. Toom. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. And it's, they're like, it's not like some little plastic Frisbee either, isn't it? Like a heavier I think frisbee? some of them some of them are differently weighted, such as in golf, your clubs are different sizes and weights and stuff, right? Yeah. So that you can hit the ball farther. So are some of these fucking uh, Frisbees so that they can, whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I've never go, played the shit. Like arc around a corner and whatnot. Yeah. Oh. Uh. That's some hippie game, isn't it? Like fucking, not... So some high ons throwing frisbees at your kids and you didn't get in a fight. Some That's guys gross. with hemp hemp necklaces and cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now he's being judgy. Well, that's what they are. I'm not arguing with you. Yeah, when they're done with that, they're gonna fucking play hacky sack and smoke a bowl. Smoke a bowl. <laughs> kick around a bag of weed. Kick kick around a bag of weed. Weed. Bag yeah. of weed. I heard you. I'm just saying that's they're gonna kick it around. That's what the hacky sack is, isn't it? It's full oh, of weed. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> not the ones. Not the ones we used to kick no. around when I was a kid. No, <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I don't mess with that shit. <laughs> don't touch the stuff. Fucking hacky sacks. <laughs> yeah, I quit. I've been off. <laughs> I've been off hacky sack for like 16 years. No shit, man. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. It's impressive. Whoa. Got coins just flipping randomly. I've been doing what I should have been doing from the beginning. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> some for some reason I get props for that. <laughs> it's like giving somebody props for raising their kid. It's like <laughs> you should have been doing that anyway, pal. Great job. 
<laughs> 16 years you've been doing this. Man, <laughs> let's throw you a party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. What do you think? Um, you think you want to get into a topic? Yeah, okay. That's why we're here. Is it? I don't know. Yes. Is that, is Let's that get into a topic. <laughs> All right. Dude, you got to take... You motherfuckers can't see this shit. And I'm talking to the listeners. You motherfuckers. Y'all can't see this. But we did an episode a couple weeks ago uh, with Tom about the necrophilia. Oh, you talking about Carl Tanzler? And you got the fucking picture of Carl Tanzler thumbtacked up on the wall. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I feel like he's some kind of... Nazi uh, genocidal <laughs> eugenics motherfucking person looking at me. That's what I feel like he is because he's got those little tiny evil doctor glasses on. <laughs> he does. He kind of looks like a character from a Indiana Jones film or something. It could be Indiana Jones, yeah, or some like Captain America villain or some shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, some mad scientist. That worked for the Red Skull. <laughs> the reddest of skulls. <laughs> Oh God! All right, let's let's get into a topic. We're gonna we're gonna flip a coin today. I think I'm gonna call it because Joseph always calls it and he always says heads. Um, am I wrong? No, he said tail that one time. He was thinking about the Instagram chick, thinking mm-hmm. about tail. He called tails. Mm, she's she's pretty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna call it today. Is that cool with you, Joseph? I agree to this. <laughs> That's verbal confirmation. We're at a go-ahead. Go ahead, Morgan. All right. Coin is flipping. Tails. It is fucking tails. Check that shit out. Hell yeah. That's son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, Morgan. Did you research a topic? You know what? I have been researching one in particular that I'm not done with. So, um... You guys know, because we've done a couple of these, that we, uh, actually, we probably only put out one of them, but we, um, we did a, we, ha- we've had this show running for, uh, about six months now, but we've only been on YouTube and, uh, the podcast channels for like less than a month, a month, less than a month, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a backlog of, of episodes and also the first 10 episodes were fucking shitty not the content but the sound quality and we were learning yeah there was a learning curve so we're we're, still learning we're doing remakes on some of these episodes because they were really good topics yeah and we had good banter between us back then and i think we may be able to keep that alive today what do you think joseph do we have good banter today i don't know we'll see Joseph's been hanging out with me a lot more since then, so... Yeah, and Eric's not here. And Eric's not here. So everything's going to be serious. Let me close my ESPN app where I was seeing how the fucking Green Bay was doing, and they're not doing well. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, (laughs) y'all. The topic today is going to be from an old episode, and it's uh, it's that there was a movie in the early 2000s, uh, I think it was a 2005 movie, and it was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about the exorcism of Emily Rose, and then I'm going to also go into um, the girl who the movie was based on, uh, the actual real-life, quote-unquote, Emily Rose. Um, but we're going to take some time right now, and uh, maybe we'll go ahead and take a break and come back and get to talking about the exorcism of Emily Rose. Coming Ash Wednesday, he's a demon's worst nightmare, a priest who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just get that demon out of that poor girl. He was a priest who had seen it all and wanted to retire. Now he's gonna wish he had. Your mother sets clocks in hell. Your mother smokes rocks so well. Your mother smokes rocks so well. Your mother collects chimes and bells. Your mother sets clocks in hell. Your mother has glocks for sale. Your mother fell down a well. Welcome to the jungle, baby. You're gonna die. Your mother sets clocks in hell. Your mother sets clocks in hell. Your mother smokes rocks so well. Your mother sets clocks in hell. Your mother's ass looks like a bell. Furthermore, this young priest will be your new partner. New partner? Man, I'm getting too old for this shit. If these priests can just stand each other, the demons don't stand a chance. Hey, what you got in there, Padre? Holy water from Assisi and frankincense? <laughs> a lot of old timers carry those. Hey, don't kill anybody. Hey, Legion. Hasta luego. No, 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 no! Man, I'm getting too old for this shit. Man, I hope you're as good as you say you are. No demon can touch me. I suppose we better register you as a lethal exorcist. Hey, did you ever met a demon you didn't expel? Hey, I haven't expelled you yet. Lethal Exorcist in theaters, Ash Wednesday. All right, guys, and we're back. All right. Okay, we, um, oh, I have this other topic pulled up because we were talking about it during the break, but, um, but we're, uh, I win the coin toss and, um, winning, winning, and, uh, we're doing the exorcism of Emily Rose today, which is a revisit from an episode you guys never heard. That's right. Yeah. So we're doing that. All right. Um, the exorcism, exorcism. <laughs> I've not been drinking. <laughs> I swear this is a bang energy drink. Exorcism. <laughs> Remember that episode where Eric was uh, like sleep deprived, like three days sleep deprived and was slurring his words like he'd been drinking? Yeah. And, and I didn't want to say anything to him about it when we, when we listened to it back. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to say anything to him about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man because i knew he'd be so self-conscious about it but man it was funny of course we ended up saying something to him about it because it was fucking hilarious i thought it was funny yeah it was funny i yeah. don't know if anybody else thought it was funny he did say that on the episode though that he'd been awake for three days yeah yeah so. that was not a lie probably 
Yeah, poor guy. All right. So, um, Exorcism of Emily Rose uh, was a 2005 film. Let's look at what an exorcism is. All yes. Right. What is an ex? What is an exorcism? Well, the Oxford Dictionary of oh, Languages. God. Can we trust this Oxford guy? Oxford guy. I think it isn't that like the Oxford University in England. Oh, okay. It's not just some guy. I, I think it's a comp, compilation of no. guys and <laughs> guys and gals. Guys and gals. Lads, lads, and, lads and lasses. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what I was coming out of my mouth, man. Damn. All right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> great minds think alike. Crazy English. All right, um, so it's a, the expulsion or attempted expulsion of a supposed, they had to throw that in there, of a supposed evil spirit from a person or place. The rite of exorcism. Uh, yeah, so which, I, which is just very similar. I like it that they threw supposed in there. Oh, At first it bothered me, and then I was like, well, who are they to judge the evilness of a spirit? Maybe that's why oh. they threw it in there. Oh, because maybe supposed only um, amp uh, amplifies the word evil and not the word spirit. Yeah, it's, maybe it's not a supposed spirit. Maybe it's just supposedly evil. Oh, okay. I mean, I've heard it's evil, but who even knows what evil is? Okay. All this all depends on which side of the fence you're standing on, really. Let's see. Here's another part. Driving out, casting out, expulsion, insulfation, catharsis, insufflation. Insufflation? Insufflation? It's a word. Catharsis, cleansing, purification, purgation, release, deliverance, lustration. Lustration. What the fuck? <laughs> My phone fell down. I was watching football. It's not, it's off. I'm not watching football now. <laughs> it just fell over. That's, <laughs> that's like uh, in those old movies where um where the kids like pretending to read a book and he goes to pick it up and some dirty magazine falls out or something. <laughs> You're like watching the game over there. <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, it's really interesting, Morgan. So in exorcisms, um. It says, uh, the Bible's account of the life of Jesus. We're all uh, familiar that there is a book that is widely called the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think most people are, are uh, aware of yes. it. Yes, sir. Yes, the Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible's account of the life of Jesus features several exorcism stories. Um, yeah, where he... Uh well, he cast some de bunch of demons out of some dude, and they infected a bunch of pigs, and the pigs went and drowned themselves in the in the sea or something. Wasn't that a story from the Bible? Or did I just make that up? I don't recall that. How did it go again? Some dude had a bunch of demons in him. Jesus was like, hey, I'll help you out with this. Cast the demons, cast the demons out of the man. The demons went from the man into a bunch of swine. The swine went and drowned themselves in the ocean. Sea, probably. Wow. Um, I'm not familiar with I that story. I may have story. made that up. That's, that's a good one. Sounds made up. I don't know. I will look it up after the program. It's all really made up at some point. 
right? Stories are usually that are handed down are usually also made up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like words. All mm-hmm. words are, were made up at one time. Yeah. <laughs> this so what I looked up, I found yes. I just went with one example. Good. That, that was not it. Uh, in the okay. Gospel of Luke, a boy is possessed by a demon and it makes him foam at the mouth and experience violent spasms. Jesus is shown to have a unique power to cast out the demons and promises that his followers can do the same. And there was a, um, oh, wow. Okay. This is uh, talking about from the movie, though. But there was a, um, after the movie The Exorcism, yeah, there was a 50% increase in the number of number of exorcisms. Oh, no, no, no. This is just saying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this is just saying there was a 50% increase in the number of exorcisms between the early 1960s and the mid-1970s, which also the movie The Exorcism yeah, with that Linda came Blair. Out like in the late 70s, I thought. Came out in the late 70s? I think. I'm, I don't know. I didn't research that movie. I researched a different movie. Um, so Well, I'm just saying the movie didn't inspire the rise in the exorcisms if they started in the 60s. Okay, maybe the movie was inspired by all the exorcisms going on. Mm-hmm. Think so? I think so. They, they say, I think I saw it in my research because it's been six months. This was like the very first topic I did, isn't it? Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was too. Oh, it all comes full, full circle. Full circle. I don't know what's wrong with my talking today. That's all right. Um, yeah, so I think in this research, it talks about how that a lot of movies were based on the real life girl that, that had the exorcism. And I think the exorcism was one of those movies back then, which was for, for the time that it came out, apparently it was a very frightening movie. The exorcism. Mm -hmm. Yes. I've seen it, but I didn't see it when it came out, you know, it was very scary when it came out. Yeah. My cousin had to get like hypnotized and shit. She was so scared because she had like one of those four post beds, just like uh, Linda Blair had. Oh, fuck. So she was like scared to death that she Mm -hmm. was going to be possessed. I think so. Yeah, man. I mean, there might've been something else going on there, but. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. She's okay now. Good. I don't think she's possessed by demons right now. Not at the moment. Yeah. But who knows what's going to happen later. (laughs) So Exorcism of Emily Rose was a 2005 film. It was directed by Scott Derrickson. um, And it was starring Jennifer Carpenter. Jennifer Carpenter played Dexter's Morgan's sister in the TV show Dexter that used to come on HBO. It came on HBO. Okay, No, Showtime. I think it was Showtime. That's right. Man, that was a fucking fantabulous show. I loved it. But uh, a lot of people say good things about it. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it, it was uh, uniquely put together. But yeah, so Jennifer Carpenter played Deborah Morgan. She was in all whatever seven seasons of the show. Um, and uh, she's a very attractive woman unless Joseph looks her up and then you'll find the most fucking lopsided <laughs> face picture of her. <laughs> that there is out there and be like, God, what's wrong with her face? <laughs> and that's why I'm single. 
<laughs> um, so in the movie, the Reverend uh, Reverend Moore, who is the priest, is prosecuted for the wrongful death of a girl thought to be demonically possessed because he administered the church-sanctioned exorcism exorcism that ultimately killed her. Uh, prosecuting attorney Ethan Thomas contends that the young woman, uh, Emily Rose, suffered from schizophrenia and should have been medically diagnosed. Meanwhile, defense lawyer Aaron Bruner argues that Emily's condition cannot be explained by science alone. Dude, this movie got 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you care about that? Um, That's like a bad rating, isn't it? Rotten Tomatoes is the one where like normal humans uh, review the movies or something, I, right? I thought it was. Like it's not some asshole who went to college for reviewing movies. It's like normal people who work regular jobs. I don't know. I, I thought that it was normal people. I thought it was like a vote thing. Like people go on and they say, hey, this movie was good. And that's what kind of makes the rating. And so the rating can change over time. But you doubt it because it only got 44%. 44%, man, that was a fucking great movie to me. And a lot of people I know that have seen it, a lot of the women I know that have seen it are scared to death of it. Like, they, they think it's a frightening movie. Oh, so it's a good date movie. Yeah, it's a good date movie. That's a good way to put it. I didn't watch it with a date because when the first time I saw it, I was smoking crack. No one wants to date a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> true story that's that, that's impressive though that you smoked crack and sat through an entire movie though well i wasn't actively taking hits while i watched the movie but i was an active crackhead oh okay yeah okay um so the movie budget was at 19 million dollars and the movie earned 145.2 million dollars. So that's a good profit off the movie. That seems like a great profit. It's not a blockbuster, but that's fucking good profit. I'm happy with that if I'm the production company, right? It's over 100% profit, I think. If it's over 100%, you should be happy with it, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh damn. It won an MTV Movie Award for most frightening frightened performance. Uh, I think that was for Jennifer Carpenter. Dude, she fucking slayed that that role. Like, yeah. It's hard for me to see her in other things and not think of her as Emily Rose because she fucking owned that part, man. I know not just that part, but, you know, then she, she was the sweet Emily Rose and then she was the fucking the possessed Emily Rose and then she like did the demons at one point that were in her like you know oh, yeah. she she had to portray them and it's like fuck man she it was spine chilling to me i love that movie apparently i'm doing a topic on it so <laughs> yeah <laughs> seems like you like it yeah um so the plot of the movie i can run through real quick aaron bruner's uh lawyers you know she's the uh seeking to become a senior partner at her law firm takes the case of Father Richard Moore. Um, he's the priest that's charged with the negligent homicide following attempted exorcism of 19-year-old student Emily Rose. While the archdiocese wants Moore to plead guilty to minimize the crime, the crime's public attention, Moore instead pleads not guilty. 
During the trial, the statements of the witnesses are visualized via flashbacks. So the movie is kind of like in trial time, but yeah, as they're explaining the story, a lot of it comes through um, in the flashbacks, like it says. But uh, the prosecuting attorney, Ethan Thomas, interrogates several doctors and neurologists to establish a medical cause for Emily's death. You know, they really want to, and it's understandable, you know, a lot of people, A, don't believe in God, even when they go to church and, you know, attend church regularly. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's the whole doubting Thomas thing that if you haven't seen it, if you haven't physically seen miracles with your own eyes, then it's hard to believe that there's a God maybe. I guess I don't, I don't really ascribe to that. So, yeah, I, but I think that that's a lot of people's um, hold up with God is that they don't see things working in their favor. You know, they don't see things magically happening for them and stuff. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, no God. Oh, yeah. 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 Some people I've heard people imply that um, prayer is like bullshit because when they pray for something, it didn't change anything. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't really yeah (laughs) that that doesn't add up to me but my brain works different maybe the other argument that a lot of people have is that if science can prove it then it's not god oh yeah which i think is contradictory you know nonsense too to me science explaining things doesn't really come across as a evidence of non-god or something it's just uh, or that it's not god not, not to me. To me, that's just another step in uh, figuring out what God did. Yeah, you just know a little bit more. Right, yeah. You know? Um, But I, I can understand people's holdups because I've had them myself. You know? I've had them in the past, so. Yeah, for the most part, I'm okay with people having whatever shit they want to walk around with. That's right. As long as they don't come pushing it on me. I have noticed when I was younger... Um, the like Protestant type folks were, <laughs> were really fucking pushy with their shit. Yes. Like you'd be like, oh, I was raised Catholic. And they're like, well, that's not good enough. And they'd start pushing their shit on you. Right. Or they tell you that, you know, you're an idol worshiper or what the fuck ever. And then if I tried the, oh my uh, God. I'm just a Satanist and I'm okay with that. You know, they would, uh, you know, freak out about that. Um, if I would be like, I believe Jesus was a time traveler. They would still push their shit on me. This was like when I was younger. They seem to have backed off a lot from that. But I have noticed that a lot of folks who are like atheists or whatever seem to be almost as equally as pushy with their shit. Fuck yeah, they are. It's like, okay, just let me believe in it. Can I believe in like fucking unicorns and fucking fairies if I want? They want to know why you believe that. Like what makes you believe that? Because they want to disprove it, right? I guess, yeah. (laughs) And it's like, can I just fucking go with it? I'm not hurting anybody. I thought you were just going to say that they're like pushing to try and get you in their church. I've had friends recently. What, the atheist church? No, no, not not atheist, but like the Bible thumpers. Oh, yeah. uh, Well, they used to, yeah. They would try and invite me over to their house for dinner and to come worship with them and shit. I bought a, um, a a few years back, I bought a... uh, fucking like some kind of toy like kitchen set toy for the kids you know yeah it's like a whole kitchen setup, but it's all like 
play school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I bought that from a high school friend of mine, and I went to meet her to pick it up. And she's like, you know, what church are you going to? Are you happy with it? And I'm like, oh, my God. It's, she was in a mega church here, you know, uh, where they um, they cater to young parents. And they take your kids from you as soon as you walk through the door and put them in some separate room. And then they play rock music and yeah. have a big Megatron with the fucking with the pastor who's in some other city yeah. preaching. You know, just to take your money. I'm I, sorry. I don't know yeah, if that's I, what's happening. I, yeah, I dated a girl who and I went to her church because I'd never been to a church like that before. Right. It. I went there and it was like, because I'm used to Catholic church. Yeah. I want like image, beautiful artwork and images of people being tortured when I go to church. <laughs> the fuck? That's what I want, you know? And that's what I expected when I walked in there. There was none of that. There was no stained glass. There was no, not even a fucking crucifix. It was yeah. just a fucking podium and a rock band yeah. with like a, a a big screen behind them. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it was like a self help event or something. Isn't that weird? I mean, to me, I, to me, it was weird. Yeah, and then people were like speaking in these like gibberish. Oh, speaking in tongues—that's what they call and it. And like throwing ribbons around and stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, wouldn't for me. And this isn't—I'm sorry. Cute though. I apologize if you guys go to the mega church or um, <laughs> if you are in a Protestant religion that actively or atheist that actively promotes your beliefs in the face of other people. Like we're not trying to discourage you from doing that. Just saying, you know, given your experience with it, <laughs> I think Joseph and I both grew up Catholic, so it's tough to, um, it, it was just weird for me. Yeah. It's a different thing, right? You know, they did have coffee though. I thought that was pretty badass. Boom. Coffee. They had like a full on coffee shop. That's right. I was impressed. That was the thing I was most impressed full -on with. Full on coffee shop. Yeah. Duh like a, a counter and barista. <laughs> they had oh, the whole what? fucking deal, dude. What? You got a Starbucks in the fucking church? Well, it wasn't called Starbucks, but it was, you know, like, I don't know, Jesus Fuel or whatever they called it. <laughs> you know? Jesus Fuel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I thought that was a really cool idea. And they did have a level of community that I was not getting when I was, because I was going to a Catholic church at the time. Oh, okay. That I was not getting at the Catholic church. Okay. Um, because oh. when I go to a Catholic church, it's like, kind of like a lot of old stuffy people. It is. And um, they keep to themselves. Yeah. And everybody kind of keeps to themselves. If you go in there to meet women, you can just forget about it because the only available women are like 16 or younger. Right. Or 70 and older. Yep. You know? Yep. And between those ages, there's a bunch of really attractive women, but they're all taken. They're all quote unquote taken. Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> For now. So so I was saying that they, you know, the prosecuting attorney wanted to find some kind of medical excuse for this, uh you know, so that they could blame the death on somebody. Um it's and, important and think, to have someone to blame. And I think there were there were some circumstances also where Emily was encouraged to stop taking the medicine and let the exorcism work instead. Oh. You know? So it's kind of like, what makes you a doctor kind of thing? Oh, yeah. You know? So I, and I think that stuff holds up in court, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're like a religious leader of some type, mm -hmm. people will 
you know, uh, part of the responsibility of being a leader is that people might do stuff that you ask them to do. Right. Yeah, exactly. And you can't lead people astray, I think. Um, so Emily, let's see. So Emily dropped out of college studies after being consistently struck by delusions and muscle spasms at 3 a.m. Um, she returned to her parents' home and 3 a.m. is significant in, um, in the demon world. It's explained on the movie and I mentioned it in our first recording of this, mm -hmm. but, uh, 3 p.m. is important to Christians. I know Catholics uh, as a, a time of mercy is what it's called. And it's because on Good Friday, the belief is that when Jesus was crucified, um, I think he was nailed on the cross at noon, spent three hours in agony, and then at 3 p.m. he died. And so 3 p.m., which... Obviously, none of us were there with watches, you know, <laughs> but um, that's just what we subscribe to. So 3 p.m. is known as the hour of mercy yeah. and 3 a.m. is the reciprocal of that, the yeah. antithesis of that, where uh, where it's the hour of it's like a ghostly hour, a haunting hour, mm -hmm. you know, so demons are most active at 3 a.m. Yeah, if you got like shadow people in your house or something, right. they're more likely to be fucking with you around 3 a.m. Yeah, and I notice I wake up at 3 a.m. a lot. And, you know, <laughs> back in the past, uh, especially after seeing this movie years ago, I would like immediately start praying to our father or something. And I, I would <laughs> usually fall asleep before I fall back asleep before I was even done with it. But I'd be like, what? oh, fuck, what time is it? And I'd look and go, fuck, it's 3 a.m. Do you have problems with shadow people? And, not anymore. Well, it's prayers probably working then. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Evidence. <laughs> Take that, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I had one the other night that's like, it felt like really? it was like choking me or something. Like, um, not like squeezing my throat, but somehow like pressing the air out of me. You know? It was oh, kind of freaky. Damn. But, you know, I've also. You know, you live with them. Maybe I stop breathing at night too. You choose to live with your ghosts. Yeah, I don't think it's appropriate to sage them out of the house. They were there before I got there. Uh, you know, they have just as much right to be there. They're not hurting anybody. Are they pressing the air out of your lungs? Well, that was unusual. That was an unusual one. Usually they just, <laughs> usually they'll just like pull on my arm. Um, oh, right. You know, or tug on my leg or get something. To, get them to jack you off. Man, come on, you guys are gonna be tugging. Tug yeah. on something worth tugging. <laughs> I got something you could tug on right here. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell them that tonight. Yeah, try that one out. <laughs> Shit, that might save me some money. So um, so yeah, Emily was returned to her parents' home and was treated with epilepsy and psychosis medication. Um, Father Moore was consulted when her condition failed to improve and his assessment. And observation led him to the conclusion that Emily was being possessed by a demon. With the consent of Emily's parents, Moore subjected Emily to an exorcism that ultimately failed. Moore surmised that uh, Emily's medications were to blame for the unsuccessful expulsions. So that's why, and, and they paralyzed Emily's brain activity and kept the demons out of reach. So that's why he 
suggested that she stop taking the medications because he thought they were hindering the the execution. I mean the um the exorcism. Oh oh the medica- the medicines were preventing him from being able to access the demons right. so he could get them the hell out of there. Right, exactly. So him huh. uh wanting That's interesting. to right? Yeah. I, I think it was a, a bad call. And it's an interesting blend of science and um like demonology or whatever. You know? Uh, yeah. Cuz I back, see where you going. Back with in it. the day, every you know the the belief was when people were sick they were possessed by demons or spirits, you know. Yeah. The ants saying god bless you when people sneeze. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just because we understand that like say epilepsy is a thing doesn't to me doesn't mean it's still not a demon. Ooh. Okay. You know, Hell yeah. like I look at my um <laughs> my me. uh disease of addiction like that. I think of my disease as a, of addiction as like this other entity that it's not me, it's this oh. separate thing inside of me. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's how I've looked at addiction too. Yeah, because when I'm when I was using, I often felt like something else was driving me. Like something else was steering me around. Yeah. You know, that I was not in control of and I, it's true, I was in control of very little things in my life. <laughs> share that (laughs) yeah that's true that is true um back to the movie uh sorry yeah i'm not apologizing no don't apologize that was great compare it to addiction you know because yeah totally addiction is a demon it is to me so father moore wanting to tell Emily's story, um, gives his testimony when he's called to the witness stand. Oh yeah. His attorney begins. So the chick, Aaron Bruner, she begins experiencing supernatural phenomena at home, waking up herself at 3 AM and smelling like this burning smell. Um, and, uh, more warns her that she may be a target for more demons for the demons. Um, revealing that he too has experienced similar phenomena on the night he was preparing for the exorcism. Um, Bruner, the lawyer, supports him by summoning an anthropologist. Oh, man, I remember that. Sadira Dana. That chick, she's like a... Oh, what a cool name. Yeah, she's like a... I've seen her in in a lot of supporting roles or, you know, but she's this Indian chick and she's just got this, this way about her that's really attractive, but she's like older, you know, not elderly but she's you know older than me trying to be as gentle with that as i can because she's probably around your age (laughs) (laughs) there are some good looking broads my age yeah yeah um so uh bruner summons this anthropologist uh, to testify about the beliefs of the surrounding spiritual possessions from various cultures but thomas the other attorney dismisses her claims as nonsense. Oh, that must be nice to just be in court and go, I object. That's nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and the judge is like, hmm, sustain. <laughs> I'm going to try that with like my ex-wife and baby mama. 
That's nonsense. See how that goes. See how that goes in the courtroom. <laughs> um, let's see. Graham Cartwright, uh, who was the medical doctor who attended the exorcism. So they had a doctor there for the exorcism. Um, again, we're talking about a movie here, people. Because I'm I'm giving this information feeling like I'm talking about real life events. But, but it's not based yet. on real life events. It is based on real life events. And there were doctors there at the real life exorcism. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the doctor that was there gives, gives, uh, a tape, an audio tape of the exorcism to the attorney. And then he dies. He gets hit by a car or some shit. The attorney or the doctor? No, the doctor. After he gave the tape to the attorney, he then got hit by a car and died. Demons <laughs> all up in Wait, this shit. I'm confused now. Okay. The the real life doctor or the movie doctor? The movie doctor. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about the real life doctor dying. We're we're in the movie still. Okay. Yep. Um I like movies. <laughs> um Moore uh presents the recording as evidence. Uh Cartwright's testimony to authenticate the exorcism and refute the prosecution's medical case is prevented when he is suddenly struck by a car. So see, he, he dies. Boom. Yep. And cannot testify. A distraught Bruner, who's the lawyer, retreats to her office where her boss threatens her with termination if she allows more to testify again. Um, blah, blah, blah. She does it anyways. Blah, blah, blah. The next she can't day. follow instructions. <laughs> the next day, Moore takes the witness stand. <laughs> <laughs> Again, to read his letter that Emily wrote before she died. And I got to say, that was one of, that was like, for me, taking in all that evil throughout the movie. They read that letter towards the end there. And that was uh, like a bright ending it on a bright note to me you know um she talked about oh here maybe it says on the morning after the exorcism emily was visited by the virgin mary this is all in her note yeah so she was visited by the um by the virgin mary in a field near her house and was permitted the choice of ascending to heaven however emily chose to stay and endure the suffering and later receive stigmata on her hands thomas uh, does not interpret the markings as a divine sign. That's the prosecution. He does not in interpret the markings as a divine sign, but rather as traces of self-inflicted injuries. But the jury ultimately reached a verdict of guilty for the um, for the priest and for the parents, I think, and um, asked the judge to give a sentence of time served. Um, although momentarily shocked by the suggestion, uh, the judge ultimately accepts it and Moore is free to go. And the, his attorney uh, is offered a partnership at her firm, but she declines it. She's like, fuck y'all. <laughs> Why? Anyways, and according to the movie, uh, Moore states that the time will come where Emily will be declared a saint. So I thought... To me, that's really touching to be offered from uh, the mother of Jesus to come into heaven 
like, I'll take you now, just come with me and I'll yeah. take you right into heaven. And she says, no, I'm going to stay here and endure this for uh, other people. So they don't have to was her thing. Yeah. You know? And I thought that that was, uh, I thought that was really touching, you know, it's, Dude. it's cool to think that somebody would do that, that somebody would want to endure all that bullshit. Yeah. For other people, you know, that's like, that's kind of the thing about Jesus, right? Jesus being crucified. Um, it's, it's said that the reason Jesus was crucified was for our sins. You know, that's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the um, word on the street. That's the word on the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, doing that, I don't know. Is, um, the, the original, did the original person actually get sainted? I don't think so. That, that's it. In the research that I did, I don't think that that came up, but she did do that. She did, uh, continue the suffering in, in the, um, I think she stopped the, exorcisms at some point we'll get to it in just a second oh okay if you want to am i jumping ahead yeah you're getting a little ahead of yourself there <laughs> joseph we're not talking about the real person we're talking about jennifer carpenter's character of emily rose okay okay getting fine, too big for your britches see? fine ass long-legged jennifer carpenter that's who we're talking about right now oh yeah i said it okay okay um but that's it that's the movie so I don't know. Maybe we'll take another break here and okay. come back and talk about the actual girl, Annalise. I like that name. All right. Let's uh, let's do that. Let's take a break. You ready? Ready. Have you or a loved one been diagnosed with demonic possession? Were there signs of intolerance toward Christian symbols? Have insects been included in your recent diet? Psychiatrists and medical doctors have argued that medicine is the answer while preventing religious advisors from working wonders on your soul. If this is the case, you may be entitled to compensation. Hi, I'm Morgan Wood from Wood Electric Law Firm. Here at Wealth, we guarantee you the money you're entitled to. We will have our best religious priests, rabbis, and imams have a look at you. Once demonic possession is confirmed, and it's always confirmed, we will begin working hard to get you the money you deserve. My niece was demonically possessed, and Wood Electric Law Firm was able to find a Catholic priest that was willing to convince her to stop taking her medicine and instead begin the ritual of the rite of exorcism. And it was so easy to tell that she was possessed because she complained about every meal that was put in front of her and always refused to make her bed. She was four, and she died after the 75th attempted exorcism. But we've been compensated, and that's what's really important. Thanks, Wood Electric Law Firm. Thanks, Peter. Here at Wood Electric Law Firm, we agree that money is what's important, and we will work hard to help you get it. Give us a call at 888-555-WELF. That's 888-555-9353. Call now.
Wood Electric is an electric company. Morgan Wood has definitely not been to law school. He does not practice law legally. You should not take legal advice from this electrician. You will likely be compensated with $0. In fact, we guarantee no money will be coming to you from Wood Electric because they are not a law firm. Also, if Wood Electric has done work for you and your house has caught fire or a ceiling fan has fallen on a family member, please reach out to a real attorney that can sue him and his insurance company for everything they have. All right, and we're back. Um, okay, so we've wrapped up Emily Rose, and we're ready to get into the real life version of Emily Rose. Annalise, you said. Annalise. All right, her name is Anna Elizabeth Michelle. M Michelle. She was German. I don't know how to pronounce that. It kind of looks like Michael, but it's missing the A. Um, it could be Michael. I won't mention it again. That way I'm not continually butchering it. How about that? <laughs> um, yeah, her, but uh, her name was Anna Elizabeth, but everyone called her Annalise. Wait, when was this? So she, when was what? <laughs> what? Is this in like 19... 39 germany no 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 this was uh she she died in 1976 oh okay all right yeah she's clear <laughs> <laughs> she was actually born after the war so a boomer yeah i guess that's what you want to call her that's a boomer is it in germany oh i don't know if they do that in germany <laughs> did you see the meme i posted a while back where it was like women making uh making boomers in 1943 and women making boomers in 1945. It was like in 1943, oh. they were making bombs. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then 1945, they got like 12 kids. And then they got babies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Annalise was a German woman who underwent Catholic exorcism <clears throat> rites during the year before her death. Uh, she was diagnosed with epileptic psychosis, same as Emily Rose, right? Um, temporal lobe epilepsy is what it was called, what, what it referred to, and um, had a history of psychiatric treatment, which was overall not effective. Um, so she did the treatments for the, for the psychiatric stuff, and it wasn't effective. Overall, not effective. Um, Annalise was 16. She, um, oh, when Annalise was 16, she experienced a seizure and was diagnosed with the psychosis caused by the temporal lobe epilepsy. Um, so they think that the seizure caused the psychosis in her temporal lobe. That's what this okay. is saying. Is oh, that what okay. you heard? Uh, yeah. Is that, I, I assume that's a thing that can happen. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I'm a carpenter. I don't what know. Do I, know? If, I don't know if they knew. It's probably because she had the seizure and then the stuff started happening. So they, it was like, oh, this must be the causality. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be. Um, could be. I think Eric hates it when I say that. When you say could be? Yeah. Oh, why does he hate it? I'm, I'm just suspicious that he hates it because it sounds so non definitive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could see Eric not being happy with that. Eric, is this true? Let us know. Email us, jeptalion13gmail.com. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, um, so shortly thereafter, uh, she was diagnosed with depression and treated by a psychiatric hospital. By the time she was 20, she had become intolerant of various religious objects and began to hear voices. Her condition worsened despite the medication, and she became suicidal, also displaying other symptoms for which she took medication as well. Um, so that that stuff was part of the movie where Emily Rose, as well as Annalise, I guess, uh, became intolerant of religious objects like crucifixes, rosaries, things inside of the church, and start uh, you know started hearing voices and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I've I always wonder, or when I hear about things like this, I wonder um, if you approach the person with say a Star of David. <laughs> That's you know, right. I think you mentioned that. Yeah, would it have the same effect? Right, yeah. You know, would they still be like get really upset about ah, yeah. get it away? Get that shit away from me. You know, get <laughs> mad at you if you came at her with some sage or something or yeah, like a you know, an owl feather. So I think the things that um an owl feather? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, an owl, a feather from an owl or I don't know. Is a, that a religious a object? Probably. I, I don't want to upset people <laughs> I care about, but it could be a thing. Okay. I'll buy oh, that. I just said could be again. God damn it. <sighs> <laughs> That's okay. Eric's not here. I, I got trauma. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslighting you about your could be's. <laughs> now I'm starting to doubt it. <laughs> After taking psychiatric medications for five years, failed to improve her symptoms, Annalise and her family became convinced she was possessed by a demon. Um, as a result, her family appealed to the Catholic Church for an exorcism. So the family was like, okay, it's been, you know, five fucking years here. Something's got to give. It's got to be demonic possession. That's what I feel like the family, you know, how they came to that. Yeah, that's, um, what do you call that? The definition of insanity. Keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. If right. it doesn't work, try something different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it, Joseph. Yeah. Um, so while the uh, they were rejected at first by the Catholic Church, um, and after much hesitation, two priests ended up getting permission from the local bishop in 1975. The priest began... Ooh, that was a hard pee. The priest... The priest... <laughs> hard pee. The priest began um, conducting exorcism sessions and the parents stopped consulting doctors. Annalise stopped eating food and died due to malnourishment and dehydration after 67 exorcism sessions. That sounds extreme. It seems like a lot. I don't know how many is a normal amount of exorcisms. I'm going to guess one is abnormal. Maybe they're looking at, well, she took over a thousand pills. <laughs> the hard pee. 
She took, I'm like my dad. I, I say S's and P's like a dick, like a fucking asshole. Wow. Oh, no. sorry. All right. Go ahead. Um, no, you were I was talking saying, about your dad. No, I wasn't. I'm <laughs> done with that. <laughs> um, she took over a thousand pills. Yeah, after you know, I mean, five years of taking medication. Oh, okay, okay. That's what five you're... fucking years of taking medication. I'm sure she took multiple pills a day. You know. Yeah, I would probably. think for psychosis, depression, and um, epilepsy. Yeah, 1970s medicine. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not so as many as it would be today. But they're probably like all the fucking medication we shoved down her throat for five fucking years. We can do 67 exorcisms. Man, why not? Yeah. I'm assuming. That's Throw an exorcism happened. in there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take. Do another one. <laughs> so her parents, um, her parents and the priest were found guilty of negligent homicide and were sentenced to six months in jail. Um, as well as a fine. So in the movie, they got time served. In okay. real life, they got six months, which is still nothing. You know, six months in jail, as opposed to murder, which would be in America, like what, 20, 25 years, something like that, depending on I don't know what else they yeah. attach to it. Yeah. So yeah. You if know. you got arrested, it was um, resisting arrest, first of all. <laughs> Because that's an automatic when you get arrested. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's never been arrested before. <laughs> <laughs> that's because I'm silky, baby. They can't um, catch me. So, Oh, shit. I shouldn't have said that out loud. <laughs> Knock on wood. So let's look at the psychiatric part of it, right? So in 1970, in June, uh, she suffered from her third seizure at a psychiatric hospital where she had been staying. Um, Annalise was prescribed anti-convulsion drugs for the first time, including Dilantin, uh, which did not alleviate the problem. She began describing seeing devil's faces at various times of the day. That's something that happened in the movie. I thought it was really cool where Emily Rose was like walking down the road and normal people would be walking next to her. But what she sees is their faces turning into like demon faces and shit. Oh, she is freaking the fuck out. God, that movie was good. Um, uh, the same month, she was prescribed another drug, Aolept, is what I'm calling it, um, <laughs> which is similar to uh, chlorpromazine and uh, is used in the treatment of various psychoses, including schizophrenia. Um, and schizophrenia is a, a disturbed behavior and delusions. Um, by 1973, she suffered from depression. We mentioned that and began hallucinating while praying and complained about hearing voices telling her that she was damned and would rot in hell. Annalise's treatment um, in psychotic hospitals did not improve her health and her depression worsened. Long-term treatment did not help either. And she grew increasingly frustrated with the medical intervention, taking pharmaceutical drugs for five years. Yeah, like I said, they were frustrated with that shit. They're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Nothing's working. I don't know if they said what the fuck, but I would have. I'd have been like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? 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 So after all of this is when she began to become uh, intolerant of Christian 
sacred places and objects, such as the crucifix. So there you go, Joseph. They show her the Star of David. She eats it up. Mm, She's okay with that. Star of David. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that Hindu cow. Well, maybe they only observe Mm. Christian ones, you know. But I imagine in Germany in the 70s, and certainly today, it's not unusual to have a bunch of different religious stuff around. I'm uh, sure they have tons of it. They put a lot of extra effort into... um, Being religious? Well, being open-minded and uh, accepting of other people because they want to get as far away from that reputation as they can, I imagine. Yeah, they had that one guy that didn't like people. Yeah, he was kind of a jerk about it, too. Like, he made a big deal about it and wanted everyone else to come along with him on his adventures. (laughs) Can you imagine some world leader today trying to conquer countries like not just not like yeah that's not how we do it now mm-hmm. yeah nope you don't need to conquer the country now no nah. no i'm talking about like you know going in killing raping and staking a flag down and saying nah you're united states now yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. To Germany. Like, we go to Germany and do that. Or we go to fucking, you know, Australia and fucking put a flag down or something. And yeah. be like, fuck you guys. You're us. Get rid of the accents. <laughs> That's what the corporations do. Learn American English. They just don't ask you to change much other than, like, That's where your resources. do. Yeah, they just want your resources. Fuck. <laughs> they don't, they're like, you can keep your flag. We don't give a fuck about your flag. We want your precious metals and oil and whatever the fuck else you got. (laughs) Okay, I'll buy that. Because if you go in there and destroy the infrastructure and fuck everything up, it doesn't do them any good. Then they got to pay for that too. Oh, yeah. You know? Plus you've killed off half your workforce. You know. Son of a bitch. War's messy. War's messy. (laughs) I know, I've seen it. Well, like Germany got totally fucked up, you know? So did Japan. They got fucked up, man. Fucked up. Japan got fucked up. Yeah. Germany got fucking split down the middle. Mm -hmm. Talk about building a wall. They firebombed all their fucking cities, you know? (laughs) The place was fucked up. Just fine now, apparently. I haven't been there, but they recovered pretty quick. They recovered a lot faster than South Carolina from the Civil War. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck is wrong with you, South Carolina? What the fuck? (laughs) Our roads are still fucked up. The Autobahn? I bet that road ain't fucked up. (laughs) Nah, that's one of the safest roads to be on. Probably. People know how to drive. If you're driving slow, you stay to the fucking right. Get the fuck out of the way. (laughs) I have some road rage, even when I'm in the studio. (laughs) All right. So Annalise went to see traumatized. Annalise went to San Damiano uh, with a family friend who regularly, regularly organized Christian pilgrimages. Uh, Her escort included her escort, um, not male escort (laughs) or any kind of escort like what Joseph's thinking because I see him looking at me. Somebody say escort. I got a couple bucks. How much money I got in my account? 
Yeah. No, her her escort on the trip uh, concluded that she was suffering from demonic possessions because she was unable to walk past a crucifix, and um, damn, that must have been a pretty difficult fucking <laughs> journey for her. <laughs> Fuck. Look, people are wearing them because it's a pilgrimage, you know. <laughs> People are carrying the shit around with she's them. She's standing at the back every time she comes to one. She's like, nope, uh, how do I get around this? Yeah, the tour bus that's taking them there probably got them all in the inside or of it. I wonder if she just totally freaked out and started screaming at some high-pitched volume every time she walked by oh, one. God. Like, you know, some shit like that. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awful. I'm sorry, Annalise. I don't mean to pick on you. Um, yeah, I'm just picking on your situation. Um, and she refused to drink water from a Christian holy spring. Where is Santa Domenio? Sam Santa Damiano, San Damiano. That sounds Portuguese or Spanish or something. Yeah. Um, you want me to take a minute and look it up? Yeah, you look it up. I'll talk to the audience. Um, Annalise. Oh, so this was in the uh, the what I call him escort. This was in the escort's account. This is what he said. Annalise told me in Frohein, Frohein. <laughs> it's a German Frau. name. <laughs> Frohein, and Frohein confirmed this that she was unable to enter the shrine. She approached it with the greatest hesitation, and then said that the soil burned like fire, and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arch. Oh, that's how she got around. She walked around in a wide arch, arc, arc, and tried to approach it from the back. Then she looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden, and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. Ooh. Um, she got as far as the edge of the little garden, and then she turned back. Coming from the front again, she had to avert her glance from the picture of Christ. She made it several times in the garden. She, yes, she made it several times in the garden, but could not get past it. Um, oh, she made it several times to the garden. So she tried to go to the garden, but she yeah. couldn't get past it. Um, she also noted that she could no longer look at medals or pictures of saints. They sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it. And that was Father Alt. That was the um, the escort, I guess. What would you find oh, okay. over there? Oh, San Damiano is in Assisi, Italy. Oh, okay. Like uh, St. Francis. Oh, Assisi. Yeah. St. Francis of Assisi. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool as shit. Yeah, that's I want to cool. go there. Let's go. Let's go. Just leave this stuff here. Let's go. In the Catholic Church, official approval for an exorcism is given when the person strictly meets the set criteria. Then they are considered to be suffering from possession um, and under demonic control. Intense dislike for religious objects and, super, and supernatural powers are some of the first indications Check. They have not told us of any of her supernatural powers yet. Ooh. Like super strength or Ooh, yeah. x-ray vision. 
or like hovering, like uh, what's it called? Levitation. Levitation. Yeah. Phase through walls. Phasing through walls. Damn, that'd be a good one. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be hmm. good for work. It'd make going through a crawl space a lot easier because you wouldn't have to crawl. You could just walk. <laughs> you walk over there and then lay down. And lay down, pop your head in, see what's going on yeah. straight through the floor. There would be no excuse for drilling up through a floor when you're in a crawl space if you had that power. <laughs> Are your tools also phasing? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Because mm. then you'd be naked and nobody likes that on the job site. Phase through your clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you sh- you show that up with when no you tools. See, when you see a chick, you just like phase your dick right through your pants. Hey, look at this. Start <laughs> helicoptering that motherfucker. <laughs> Chicks love that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that what they told you? No. No, they did not tell me that. All right. Um, Annalise worsened physically and displayed aggression, self-injury, drank her own urine, and ate insects, which is abnormal from her usual behavior before the possession. Because I know Joseph would probably think people that display aggression, self-injured, drink urine, eat insects. People do that shit. People do that shit. That's exactly where I was going. Who says they're not demonically possessed? Well, that seems kind of culturalist. <laughs> Actually, never mind. I won't say anything. So you're stuck on my, a life raft. I won't say anything about And my, you're drinking your own urine to survive. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing that can happen. Yeah. I guess when you have other options and you choose urine. A lot of people do that. And not all. Not, I've seen a it. A lot of people do like other people's urine. Yeah. That's some good porn. Hey, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's intimate. It's intimate. 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 Yeah. Intimate. Sometimes we just want to be close to someone. That's right. I just want to be close to you and urinate in your mouth. <laughs> so in November of 1973, in November of 1973, Annalise started treatment with Tegretol, Tegretol, an anti-seizure drug and mood stabilizer. More drugs. She was prescribed antipsychotic drugs during the course of the religious rites and took them frequently until sometime before her death. So she took them as they were doing the the exorcism. But the, the one in the movie did not. Right, because they thought it was getting in the way, right? That's what it said. Yeah, that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so the real one, she kept taking the medicine. It says that. Different until, medicines. Yeah, and frequently until sometime before her death. So what? Yeah, I guess she can't take them after her death. That was vague as fuck. That, don't, that would be weird. That would be unusual. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> judging it. I don't mean to sound judgmental. Well, it, You're free to take your medicine after you die if you wish. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if that's how you're going to do it. Unless a bunch of junkies come and steal it out of your cabinets. Fucking junkies. Always taking the medicine. Taking dead people's pills. First thing they do when they go, quote unquote, use the bathroom is open the medicine cabinet. All right, what do we got in here? <laughs> 
I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Despite taking these neuroleptic medications, Annalise's symptoms worsen and she began to manifest. Oh, she began to manifest growling, seeing demons throwing things. Damn, I bet that was fucking throwing things like a can of tomato sauce. When you're talking back, she throws it at you after growling. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> You've dated that? I've dated that. That's not unusual. Come That's on, normal. Annalise. And is it normal? Um, I've not had a chick throwing things at me. I'll say I've dated a lot of fucking really? what I consider crazy women. Dude, I can't think of one throwing shit at me. Damn, Joseph. Take a look at that. You, you pick out the next one then. So. Oh, I tried that. You turned it down. <laughs> um, so the priest, the the priest who was the uh, <laughs> who was the escort, um, Father Alt, uh, whom they met. Uh, let's see. On seeing her, declared that she didn't look like an epileptic. What's well, that mean? I'll say he's not a doctor. I don't think he can make that, and that these and that. He did not see her having seizures. Um, Alt believed that she was suffering from demonic possession and urged the local bishop to allow an exorcism. Wait, how do you, how do you know Alt wasn't a doctor? He could be a doctor. He could have been a doctor. A lot of priests have Just as, like yeah medical knowledge or like knowledge of art history or accounting or whatever. Okay, calm down. That was a good point. You don't have to yell at me, throw all kinds of accusations. I want to know what that means, though. She didn't look like an epileptic. Do they look different? <laughs> he probably meant Is that, what that, that sentence meant the things that she was suffering from that they were calling seizures. He didn't see them as seizures. Oh, okay. It wasn't was like, like she's got blue eyes. Clearly, yeah. she's not epileptic. Right. That's probably that's probably not how it went. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. He he uh, in the letter that he wrote. Um, I am, let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, he included in a letter, I'm sorry, he included that uh, Annalise wrote, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. And uh, also once told him, and this is where it comes back to Emily Rose, that, that scene at the end, I want to suffer for other people. But this is so cruel, she said. Um, that would be a good pickup line. Would it? I want to date you because dude, I want to suffer. Dude, some broad walks up to you and tells you that she wants to suffer for other people. You wouldn't be into that? I don't know. Yeah, you would. I don't, maybe. You would. He knows me too well. <laughs> I want to suffer. All right, you're not a chick. So in September of the same year, uh, this says, I'm sorry, this name caught me off guard because it's, the name caught me off guard. Did you go somewhere? Oh, okay. No, no, yeah, I did. The name, so it's Bishop Joseph Stengel, and it's the German Joseph, you know, so it ends in an F. 
and Stangle is close to Mangle. Yeah, that's <laughs> who, who was the Nazi it. doctor. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, we're doing Mangle again. <laughs> Mangla. Yeah. Um, so Bishop Joseph Stangle granted the priest Arnold Rents permission to exercise according to the ritual Romanium of 1614. And that is the um, the Roman ritual. Uh, let's see, is one of the official rituals that gives the Roman rite of Catholic Church. Um, uh, that uh, blah, 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 is one of the official ritual works of the Roman rite of the Catholic Church. It contains all of these services, which may be performed by a priest or a deacon. So, um, so the bishop granted Arnold Rents Rens permission to exercise the demons. All right. So, but ordered total secrecy. So father Renz performed the first session on the 24th of September. And Elise began taking, talking increasingly about dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church, which is sweet. That's nice of her to want to do that. Um, she refused to eat towards the end. At this point, her parents stopped consulting doctors on her request. And so she requested that her parents stop consulting the doctors is what it says and relied solely on the exorcism rites. Um, and 67, 67 exorcism sessions, one or two a week lasting up to four hours were performed over the 10 months in in 75 to 76 and on July of 1976 Annalise died in her home the autopsy report stated that the cause was malnutrition and dehydration due to being in a semi-starvation state for almost a year while the rites of exorcism were performed she weighed 30 kilograms which uh, in America means 68 pounds America um, oh God! Yeah, suffering broken knees due to continuous genuflections. Um, in the movie, the genuflection she was doing, like she was, she would like slam down to her knees and then pop right back up, and slam down to her fucking knees and pop right back up. It, it makes was, my knees hurt just thinking oh about it. Oh my God! It was fucking broken knees, right? Um. She was unable to move without assistance and was reported to have contracted pneumonia. Uh, after an investigation, if after an investigation, the state prosecutor maintained that Annalise's death could have been prevented even one week before she died. Had they fed her normal food, but if she's refusing to eat the food, what are they supposed to do? I mean, they can force feed people. Yeah, I guess they can. In 1976, the state changed Annalise's parent. Oh, I'm sorry. The state charged Annalise's parents and priest, um, both Ernest Alt and Arnold Renz, with negligent homicide during the case. Her body was exhumed and tapes were played to the court of the exorcism over the 11 months which led to her death. The parents were defended by. I'm not going to go through the names of these German lawyers. Um, <laughs> The state recommended that no involved parties be jailed. Insisted, um, instead, the recommended sentence for the priest was a fine. 
while the prosecution concluded that the parents should be exempt from punishment as they had suffered enough, which is criterion in German law, and then it gives some fucking law reference. And, uh, of course, I have the... Um, there's a scene in uh, in the exorcism of Emily Rose where she's going through the demons. You know, they're in the exorcism and they want the demons' names. And um, it, it was just a really spine-chilling It's like a requirement for, for throwing them out, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's that's the way it seems to me. Because, yeah, the demon would be like, well, he ain't talking to me. Yeah. That's not my name. And you guys got to understand that some of this, um, which was the case with uh, Annalise, some of this is her own voice talking over itself, and it's in different languages, be German, Greek, Latin, English. You know, so there's several languages there. I think Polish was another one. But um, and she she named off the demons, or no, she didn't. She didn't name off the demons. She named off the. So these are the demons that dwelt within. Is one of the things that she says in this clip, and I'm yeah. gonna play the clip in a second, uh, without permission. And but she um, she says I'm the one that dwelt within Cain. So it's the demon that dwelt within Cain from the Cain and Abel story that we're all familiar with. The one that dwelt within Nero, Judas, uh, one that was in the Legion, is what uh, the demon says. Then there's names. Belial, which is a demon. Mm-hmm. That's the name of like, isn't Belial like Lucifer's right hand demon or something? Something like that. Yeah, it's a very high ranking demon. Got a whole society around it or something. Yeah, right, yeah. And then the last one was Lucifer. Uh, which is in English, and it's... My man. <laughs> Not mine? <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh? <laughs> the bringer of light. Okay, all right. Let's just calm down there, buddy. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. Uh, let's see if I can move it along to... I'm going to move it along to the barn scene where she's in there. So are you guys ready? There's a lot of thunder and lightning, and we're going to try to... Just I now command you. Tell me your name. I thought to make you sick. Here, therefore, and fear Satan, enemy of the faith. Give me your name, demon. Names. Names. Ancient serpents. Depart from the servant of God. Tell me your six names. We are the ones who dwell within. Honey, who shush your head, but talk I am queen of the in your own way. case of parathen in you die. Oh, you too, huh? I got a little chill towards the end there. 
I know, man. It's um, man, she did such a great job in that fucking movie with that character and with probably all the research she had to do to prepare for the role and everything. I mean, she she killed it. She nailed it to me. That's this one has like actual audio tapes that you can you can uh, listen to on YouTube, isn't it? From the right, there's Elise Annalise event, not right Emily from, Rose. Right, yeah, there's actual. Um, tapes. I think there was even some video footage, uh, but but there's definitely audio for, that's on YouTube, and you guys can look it up. Um, Annalise Michael, um, M I C H E L. You can look that up and and find the audio for yourself. But that was something that was brought up in the court was that the voices were talking over themselves and. You know, one of the arguments from the prosecution was that, oh, well, you know, that it's been people can be trained to do that. And people can because you've got these two different parts of your vocal cords and Chester Bennington, the lead singer from Linkin Park. That was something unique about his voice was that he was able to activate both parts of his vocal cord at the same time, you know, and so he could get this unique sound while he was singing. Oh, um, is, isn't that the thing that those uh, monks in the Himalayas do? I think they do that, too. Yep. So that was one of the things that was brought up in the court. And then, you know, her knowing all those different languages um, in the movie. Emily Rose is American, but obviously in real life she was German. But, you know, they <laughs> yeah. had an excuse for everything. Oh, well, she was, you know. She was exposed to Latin growing up Catholic. And then she obviously there was, you know, going to the school she went to that they offered these courses. So maybe she learned it, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's just the ancient tone of it all and the yeah. the fierceness in that. I just I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. yeah well, if she yeah. And if she's an American, like in the uh, Emily Rose version, uh -huh. um it would be weird that she could even speak English. Right. You know, that yeah. she could form a sentence properly would be unusual. It would be even more weird if she could do it in other languages. Yeah. Now, if you're like from Germany, I imagine, I imagine being from Germany, you probably speak multiple languages. Yeah. You, you know? find that a lot in foreign countries, don't you? I had a, fr I had a guy I worked with who was um, from Germany and he spoke like, I think five different languages. Yeah. I have a friend that um, was from Brazil. I met him in high school and he could speak Portuguese, Spanish, uh, English, and French, you yeah. know? So yeah, I think that's something common because uh, especially in, I would think maybe in European countries, all these countries with different languages are right on top of each other. Yeah, yeah, because you know, within miles. Yeah, Germany's like the size of South Carolina or something. Yeah. Right, exactly. You know? So anyways, that's that's the topic. That's what I got. So uh what do um what do you want to plug today? You mean plug for Joseph? Yeah. Sure. Plug for Joseph. <laughs> All right. Well, um I have an Instagram at Joseph T. Antonio. And I have a YouTube at Winding Sheet. I've been meaning to continue with my poetry stuff on that. Not my own personal poetry. I've just been reading Edgar Allan Poe. 
I strangely enough get a lot of positive feedback on it, which is probably why I stopped doing it. Because people like it. People said they liked it. It's it's awful, isn't it? it well, you know what's more awful is that I can see that and still am not like, okay, that's nonsense and just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You're looking right at it and you're still like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I know. I know I'm just thinking that because people like it, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to continue thinking it. Yeah, we got that. Um, and then uh, Japtalion has um, a bunch of stuff. We have, uh, you want to do those? No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. You know them better. We have a uh, Japtalion13 at gmail.com to send, uh, you know, ideas or comments or praise or... Um, praise, please. Or, you know, harsh criticisms. Tell us we're fucking up. <laughs> you know? Or just, you know, send De- whatever. Demand that we stop what we're doing. <laughs> it would be, it would, it's nice to, it's nice when people interact, you know, because yeah, yeah. then it's like, I enjoy doing this, but it's nice to know somebody else is listening. Right. Um, and then we are available on most stuff where you can get podcasts. Uh, we're on YouTube for the people because it's free to the people. Um. Facebook and Spotify and Apple and Podbean and, you know, if there's one that carries podcasts, we're probably on it. If not, check your second or third option. We'll probably be there. There you go. Um, And it's an odd plug because if you're listening to this, you've probably already found it. (laughs) So what am I actually plugging? Tell your friends. (laughs) Definitely email us, though. We want to know if you guys have topics you want to hear. Right. Yeah. And maybe if we think your topics are worthy, we'll do them. We don't know yet. Yeah. Let's see what you got. Um, I I have a, I have a couple of YouTube channels. I got Wood Electric eighty one. Um, I haven't posted anything on there in a long time, but it's mostly me playing guitar or fucking around with my kids, hanging out, being funny. And, uh, and then there's wood electric, which is two words, uh, where I give electrical tips and hints and, um, do, uh, fan hanging demonstration tool demos, you know, things like that. It's, I think that it's kind of cool to do stuff like that. Um, cause you know, I go to YouTube to look up stuff that's similar to that for, yeah. for other things than electrical. Or even some electrical things. So give it a look if you need something. Um, uh, We want to give a shout out this week, don't we? So this week we want to... We want to acknowledge our friend Darren Woodleaf. Uh, Darren gave us some, some friendly banter on the Instagram page, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had some stuff to say about the uh, lubrication of penises with conditioner, <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, and also, he had some interesting stuff about ketamine and some of the research that goes along with it. Right. 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 Yeah. And I think that that was pretty cool. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, man. All right. 
In other news, that's the end of our show. So have a good morning. Or a good evening. Or a good what the fuck ever.